0: Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at lo underscore penguins today's episode is brought to you by locker room download the app and join me um sometime next week I, I have no idea when i'm gonna do something next week to get in on the action locker room changing the way we talk sports so um this episode will rack up this will be the final regular season episode of the locked on penguins podcast for season two of this podcast with yours truly just want to say um Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast, whether it's one episode, whether it's 10, 20, 30, 40, or um, all 276 episodes that I have now produced. I mean, if you have listened to all 276 episodes of the Locked on Penguins podcast, um, I, one, I don't know what you're doing with your life, uh, and two, I, I don't know how you could listen to me talk about this team 207, for 276 days, but I applaud you for doing that. No, nah, I'm just messing around, but I really do appreciate it if someone out there or funny people have listened to every episode of this podcast or all 276 episodes that I have done it. Um, The grind does not stop here. Um, Episode listenership more, not just doubled um, this season, but it tripled. So I thank you all so much for supporting this podcast and listening to me blabber about this team and shit on this team and, compliment this team and just honestly really just cover this team on an everyday basis for the weekdays I and mean, it's been a lot of fun and I really do think that this team has what it takes to potentially go deep into these Stanley Cup playoffs and let's get into that to start uh, I was the biggest Philadelphia Flyers fan tonight and they actually did the thing they beat the Washington Capitals in regulation 4-2 to uh, the Penguins will remain in first place and there is a clinching scenario for the Penguins tomorrow uh, we will have to be Philadelphia Flyers fans for another day If the Penguins win tomorrow in any form—actually, well, I think it's in regulation. If they win in regulation tomorrow against Buffalo, which should be very doable, and the Capitals lose in any fashion to the Flyers tomorrow, uh, Pittsburgh will clinch the East Division. So yes, we will have to be Philadelphia Flyers fans for at least one more day. But just watching that game tonight, the uh, the Capitals really did not look— like, they wanted the division. I don't really know what it was. I know, obviously, they're banged up. Kuznetsov's not out there due to COVID. Ovechkin, uh, Sam Sonov is also on the COVID list. I think uh, I think Justin Schultz had to miss the game um, as well. And I think Connor Sherry ended up getting hurt a little halfway through it, too. But just it didn't look like they really wanted this game a lot. But, you know, that's good news for the Penguins and, obviously, Penguins fans. I know the Capitals still have one game in hand after tomorrow. Um, if, if it doesn't go their way tomorrow, uh, they will play Boston on Monday. know not Monday, excuse me, Tuesday. So say the Penguins win tomorrow and the Capitals win tomorrow, uh, they would need Boston, I believe, to beat Washington on Tuesday for the Penguins to overall clinch the Mass Mutual East division and have their first division championship since... 2014 so i finally have all the clinching scenarios here i I got them wrong last night so i really do apologize for that the easiest one for tomorrow is um in case anyone did not know this if the penguins do win tomorrow in any form and the capitals lose in regulation oh actually no if the capitals lose in any fashion tomorrow and the penguins win in any fashion tomorrow um the penguins will clinch the east division now if both the capitals and the penguins do win Tomorrow and say the Penguins, it's in regulation, and the Capitals, it's in regulation. Um, the Capitals can then still clinch the East Division on Tuesday against Boston um, with a regulation win. So basically, um, this is in, in easy terms. If the Penguins win tomorrow, the Capitals have to win both of their games in regulation to clinch the East Division. If they do not do that, um, your Pittsburgh Penguins will be mass mutual East division champions and most likely face the New York Islanders in the first round. I'm hoping also that not only Pittsburgh wins tomorrow, but Boston does so that they have to potentially play for home ice against the Capitals on Tuesday, because um, that's likely a playoff review. If the Penguins do clinch the division tomorrow, um, like I said, Washington will play Boston in both of their regular season finales. So that could be a really good playoff preview to determine uh, who gets home ice in that series as Boston is right now only two points behind them they have the rangers tomorrow starting at three o'clock same time as the penguins then they have the islanders on monday and then they have washington on tuesday to end their season so that basically is it for the division we'll see what happens tomorrow i really do hope that pittsburgh can finish this off tomorrow because i really don't have to want to wait until tuesday to find out uh who this team will be going up against in the playoffs Um, i did ask some of you on the locked on penguins twitter account and also before i get to this Um, I understand that there's been a lot of problems with Apple. Um, It's not just for the Locked On Podcast Network with any of the Locked On shows. Um, It's for any podcast. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, I mean, one, what the hell are you doing? Um, But if you're actually not subscribed to it, um, I don't think it shows up in the feed, which I think is cucking a lot of people. But I've also gotten some messages from some listeners saying that even if they are subscribed, it's not showing up. It is an ongoing problem with Apple. Um, One of the managers for The company is trying to take care of it. I mean, I think David, who runs the whole Locked On Podcast Network, uh, he's been basically subtweeting Apple every day to find out what's going on. Um, As soon as I have more information, I will pass it on to you. But you can also download Spotify. It's free to download. You can listen to not only podcasts on there, but music as well. The Audacity app also has the podcast So just wanted to let you all know that if Apple's not working, I'm downloading Spotify and Audacity. But um, I did ask a question for today's episode. Who would you rather have the Penguins play in the playoffs? Give me your reasoning and I'll talk about it. So Thomas Nevitt says, The Islanders, let's be honest, any playoff series will be difficult, but between the Islanders and Capitals, the Islanders was the easier of the series that ended six games to two in our favor. Honestly, Thomas, I think I would agree with that. Now both um, Penguins went 6-2 against both Washington and the Islanders. The season, but if I had to pick one of those two, I think I would go with the Islanders, and that's no slouch to the Islanders. You know, I this is not 2019 where I'm underestimating them and being like, oh my god, you know, who's really gonna score for this team? They have basically one line, you know, of course, the Islanders made the Penguins look like fools and they swept them out of both buildings, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. The Penguins are much more equipped to play though. I think Mike Sullivan. Um has definitely taught this team a lesson the last couple of seasons that you have to take these defensive teams seriously. You saw what happened in the return to play when, you know, at times they weren't taking the Canadians seriously and they just had a lot of trouble playing against that kind of type of team that doesn't have all that run and gun talent like the Capitals do or like the Bruins do or like Colorado does. But they can slow the game down, and that's given the Penguins fits over the years. Sure, it might give them fits a little bit in this series, and sure, it's going to be dull hockey, Barry Trotz. You know, a Barry trots coach team is probably one of the most boring teams in the league, but it's still something that I want to see the Penguins exercise a demon In some capacity because they've gotten owned the last couple of seasons going up against this kind of system, but I really don't think that would happen this time. I mean, also, you look at the Islanders' deadline acquisitions, Kyle Palmieri only has three points in 15, 16 games. Travis Zajac is really struggling to stay in the lineup. I mean, is he even their 12th forward right now? I mean, this is also a team that's been putting Leo Komarov on the top line. You can really tell that they're missing Anders Lee. I mean, he's one of the best net-front presidents in the league. He gives the Penguins fits every time they go up against him. I'm pretty sure every time the Penguins go up against the Islanders, it's either him or more so Jordan Eberle that scores against them. You can probably count on each game in that series, Jordan Eberle scoring either the lone goal or, you know, however many goals that the Islanders score, he'll probably have at least half of them because he's just become a Penguins killer this one but overall I still like the matchup. For the Penguins, I think they're deeper than New York. I think they're uh, more structured than the Islanders and I think they'll have better goaltending with Tristan Jarry and Nath than Simeon Barlamov and Ilya Sorokin. Um Locked on Pirates says Ethan of Locked on Pirates, excuse me, says there's a great job over there if you're not subscribed to Locked on Pirates. Who, you know, the Pirates have been a bit better than I thought they would be this year, you know. Um, then what are you doing? Because, you know, when you play Pittsburgh, you play the whole city. He did say anyone except the Bruins. Again, I expected that to be a more popular answer because just going up against the Bruins, that should be the second round series. In a perfect world, I want the Penguins to play the Islanders. And it's it's not because that, oh my God, it's the best matchup for the Penguins. I mean, it is in a way, but it's just a matter of avoiding Boston in the first round and having them and Washington go at it. In the first round, so that they can just kill each other before the winner hopefully goes and plays Pittsburgh. And you know, I really don't have to go want to go up against Tuka Rask in the first round. That's just not um, happening in my book. Fiona says Washington because we recently played them and know that the Penguins can dominate them against them. Plus, no Ovechkin. Um, I understand Ovechkin is out right now, Fiona, but I would expect Ovi to be ready for the playoffs. I was listening to Elliot Freeman's Thirty One Thoughts podcast today and he didn't really say that there was too much concern that it could linger into the playoffs, but this is also a player that does not miss much time with injury, so how will he be coming back is definitely a big question, but I expect him... Uh, back for whatever series that the Capitals will have in the first round. And finally, Alan Teodor says, Not the Capitals. Let someone else. players get suspended for knocking out Tom Wilson. Hey, you know, I, I think that's totally a fine reason for wanting to avoid the Capitals in the first round. Though I will say, if they don't get the Islanders in the first round, I would be fine with playing Washington. Though I think of the possible matchups right now between the three teams, I think Washington sits at a very low probability. I would honestly think it's around 10 to 15% that Pittsburgh will play Washington in the first round. He also says, besides playing Washington in round two, usually leads to some good things. Of course, he's talking about "Um, the last three times the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. They have beaten Washington in the second round of the playoffs. So, and for me personally, before we do get to a commercial break, it is Islanders, then it's the Capitals a little lower than that, then there's probably 50 feet of crap, and then there's the Boston Bruins. But I'm excited for tomorrow, 3 o'clock game on NBC against Buffalo. I'm going to preview that game a little bit, Coming up in the next segment, look at some lines and all that. I mean, it basically will be the same lineup, I would think, for Buffalo. But, you know, I just want to maybe see if there's any changes to that. But before we do that, it's time to talk about Wealthfront, stocks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. And Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Remember, that's wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Remember, one more time go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So finally, we have made it to the end of the regular season. Game 56 out of 56 will indeed be played tomorrow. No, it's not going to be postponed for COVID or anything like that. It is kind of remarkable that um, the Penguins really did not face a lot of COVID problems this year. Um, I think they should consider themselves very lucky considering, I think, you know, Washington had a COVID problem. I think Philadelphia had a COVID problem. Vancouver, obviously, with their really bad one. New Jersey had a bad COVID scare. I think even Nashville had one. Obviously, Dallas had their really bad COVID problem earlier in the season where they think they had to start about a week, week and a half late. I mean, Vancouver still has seven to eight games left to be played. So, yeah, I mean, the Penguins have definitely been very, very lucky when it comes to COVID-19 this year. I think they've only really placed a couple players on the COVID list all year. I know Sidney Crosby had to miss a game due to being on the COVID list, though. He did test negative, but he was a close contact at the time. But other than that, I really can't recall other Penguin players really missing a game due to COVID-19 protocol. I think John Marino went on there for a brief stint but he was still able to play the next day because he tested negative and then wasn't deemed a close contact. So uh, kudos to this not only the Penguins, but the city of Pittsburgh, the staff at PPG Paints Arena, and everyone else that kept them safe. And of course, you know, the coaching staff and the players, you know, for being safe and taking every precaution. And obviously, I'm hoping beyond hope that it stays that way for the playoffs and that no playoff games get postponed due to COVID-19. But still, awesome that the Penguins really went through this season unscathed when it comes to COVID-19. And like I said, consider them very, very lucky. They didn't they didn't really have a big COVID shutdown, uh, unlike some other teams. But for the Sabres lines, uh, Anders Bork, Sam Reinhardt, Victor Olofsson. That's basically the, si- the same lineup as last same top line as last night, excuse me. Asplin, Mazelstat, Tage Thompson on the second line, Dylan Cousins with Jeff Skinner and Rooster Lanin, and then Drake Cajula, Riley Shannon, Brett Murray. I couldn't believe Drake Cajula had two goals last night for the Buffalo Sabres. It was actually kind of crazy because he's not really a player that scores a lot. I mean, obviously, he plays on the fourth line for Buffalo, but he has never been um, a good goal scorer in this league. So the fact that the Penguins allowed him to score two that night. Um, it definitely goes to show you that really anything is possible in the sport. And then defensively, Ross Mastalin with Henry Yokiharu, Rista Leinen with Samuelson, and then Jacob Bryson with Colin Miller. And yes, Michael Hauser will be starting again against the Penguins tomorrow. I'm not really sure how much family and friends he will have at the game. Probably won't be uh, 20 people since it is fan appreciation day for Pittsburgh. But I would still assume that he will have some family. And friends there. And obviously, he probably wants to do a lot better than what he did on Thursday when he gave up eight goals to the team that he grew up rooting for. Like I said, he played for the Pittsburgh Hornets. And also, a fun fact he was at 2008, uh, Game 6 against the Red Wings, where the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup against them in Pittsburgh as the Penguins' comeback just fell short. Whenever I go to watch that clip with Marion Hosa, just getting to the goal line with what, 0.1 second to go or something like that. I think the puck is going to cross the line and they're going to beat the buzzer and it's going to go to overtime and the Penguins are going to win. And then I wake up out of that fallacy and, you know, the Red Wings, obviously, they, they won the Stanley Cup, but they were just so close to tying that game so many times um, in those final couple of minutes. But anyway, you know, getting a little bit carried away there. But this is still a game that I would expect the Penguins to win. As for the Penguins lineup, um, Tristan Jari will be out tomorrow. He is day-to-day with a lower body injury. And before I scare a lot of you uh, out of not listening for the rest of this episode or the rest of the segment, um, potentially, uh, Mike Sullivan did say after practice that he expects both Jari and Smith to be ready for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs and said that there probably will not be any setback as regards to both of those injuries. As uh, Well, for DeSmith, he's been hurt for a while now, so there's really no point in playing him tomorrow. As for Tristan Jari, I think this is a very minor, minor injury in quotation marks. Yes, a minor injury, again, in quotation marks, that they really just don't want him to get any more hurt. And I think it's just them basically saying, hey, you know, just rest up tomorrow. We can throw our third-string goalie out there. And most likely beat the Sabres. I mean, they're also going up up against a six-string goalie that the Sabres have. So if the Penguins really can't win against him again, even while having a third-string goalie in there who's played in AHL all year, I mean, you know, do you really deserve to win the division anyway? And also for the forwards and the defense, it's going to be mostly the same lineup except for one change. No, it does not involve Brandon Tanev. Brandon Tanev will be out tomorrow. Did not take line rushes. Took full contact, but no line rushes. No special teams work at practice. That was actually the final regular season practice. Uh, for the Penguins, and it wrapped, I think, in only 22 minutes um, from what I read today. But um, And that's for obvious reasons. They're not going to play Brandon Tanev in the regular season finale. I understand that home ice, at least in the first round, and the division are very much up for grabs. But, I mean, do you really want to risk Tanev being, getting hurt for this game? I, I doubt it. If this were game one of the playoffs tomorrow, he would 100% be playing, but with a likely full week of a lull coming up for the Penguins and a bunch of practice days. Get him a couple more practices. Get him doing some line rushes, some PK work. Get him back to a full 100%, and then he will be ready for game one of the playoffs. And I'm glad that Mike Sullivan, I think, is going down that road. But as for the one lineup change, the forwards, perfectly good. But on defense, I think Mark Friedman will be coming out of the lineup, and we will see Chad Ruedel Played next to Cody CC. And I think that's like the first time they've played together this season, if I'm not mistaken. I don't really think we've seen a doll CC pairing, especially um, as it goes for um, a third pairing this season. We've Obviously, we've seen a lot of Matheson CC. We saw a lot of Matheson Ruidal to start the season when CC was getting scratched for a few games because Mike Sullivan wasn't happy with his game. But I do not believe we've seen a CC doll pairing this season. So I'm excited to see that. Obviously, Chad Ruidal has not played in you know, what, over 25, 30 games now. So he's going to be a bit rusty, but it'll be nice to see him get back in the lineup. He's always been that steady number seven, number eight defender when he's coming in the lineup. I think he'll be perfectly fine playing next to Cody Cease, even though he will be on his offside. And like I said, Maxime Lagasse, I expect him to start tomorrow for Pittsburgh, though. I wouldn't also be surprised if it's Alex, De- Alex Oreo who starts today, as I think he was called up to the taxi squad Earlier on Friday, I don't expect Emil Warmi to start because his numbers uh, in Wilkes-Barre this season are really bad. Uh, my buddy Marcus was telling me he would actually prefer uh, De'Orio to start because he's had better numbers in Wilkes-Barre than any of the three uh, that are potentially in line to start tomorrow. I would have to agree, though, I do think Sullivan is going to go to the goalie that was first off the ice today, in Legasse, But um, they will announce starting goalie, I think, a couple hours before the game tomorrow. I think that basically wraps up this segment of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Coming up in the next segment, I'm gonna go through a little bit of the uh, team awards this season, you know, the Norris, the Selkie, the MVP, and a couple others for this Penguins team. But before we do that, it's time to talk about a couple things. One of them being Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports session. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB. NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Beto Online on your laptop and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. That's right, you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's online your online sportsbook experts, with a promo code locked on. And we cannot forget about Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors well, you're missing out, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, etc., etc., there's something for everyone. Uh, my favorite flavor, of course, is the peanut butter brownie. Um, it's honestly, I think, one of the better tasting ones, and it just—it honestly just melts in my mouth, to be honest with you all. Uh, not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the others have 18 grams of protein, only 180 calories, and just 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of of net carbs, There is an offer. You can go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BiltBar.com. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hoes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, So all the shows Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, in terms of team awards this season for the regular season for the Penguins, the MVP, the Hart Trophy... Goes to Sydney Crosby, 62.54 games. Um, his possession is always through the roof, 52.4% this year. I'm going to go, what, another 15th, 15th straight season, basically, of him being a point per game player. Or better, one of the top five players to ever play the game. I mean, if it weren't for Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid this season, he would 100% be, I think, the Hart Trophy favorite. I mean, it just, you know, obviously Connor McDavid's gonna win it because he's probably going to have 100 points this season. And Matthews in any other year would have it if McDavid weren't at 100 points. But it's just, it's safe for the team MVP. He's done so well, not just on the offensive side of the ice, but the defensive side of the ice as well. And he's just been awesome with Jake Gensel and Ryan Russ, and when Malkin went down, he really took command of the team, and as he always does, and he just put on a show that Penguin Sands will always expect him to, and he has just been a complete rock again for Pittsburgh this season. So the team MVP, Cindy Crosby, the team Norris goes to Chris Letang. I mean, was there any doubt that it wouldn't go to Chris Letang? 45 points in 54 games. Um, he's, like, he's basically, like I said, on another pace to potentially be almost a point-per-game defenseman. In the NHL, you know, this is almost as good as the season from 2019 where he finished with 16 goals, 56 points, and 65 games for his possession this year. Around 50.2, so a little off his number of 51.7 from last year and 53.5% um, from the year before. But he played some outstanding hockey for Pittsburgh this season. Is always a rock on the blue line. And he also stayed relatively healthy. I think he only missed this season, if I'm looking at this right um one game. The fact that he only missed one game this season is nothing short of a miracle because the season before that um missed eight and then in twenty nineteen um missed uh 17 games. So he's obviously battled a lot of injuries throughout his career, a lot of stuff that you know is not in his control with the stroke and all that and you know the herniated disc that he suffered. I don't really know if that was fully in his controlling up at this year, stayed relatively healthy. And if it weren't for Adam Fox and Charlie McAvoy, um, I think Chris Tang would 100% be a Norris favorite this season. He has been that good with the Penguins in terms of the Selkie, Goes to Sidney Crosby. He's not just the best two-way forward on the Penguins, but he's the best, uh, one of the top five best two-way forwards in the league. And I think he t- totally should be finally be a Selkie Trophy finalist for this season his play away from the puck has just really grown these last few seasons and he's done obviously a great job against you know Patrice Bergeron and that super line with Brad Marchand and David Pastrnak. He really held his own for a lot of those games. I mean he obviously got caved in for a few of them, which you know that super line is going to do to every line that goes against them, but overall I think Sid did as good of a job as he could against them and overall did an outstanding job defensively against all competition in the season. So Sid definitely gets the vote for Selkie in my book for Vesna, I am going to go to Tristan Jari. What a turnaround it was after, you know, that first month of the season where he was playing like an 850, 860 goalie. Um, from around mid-February, early March on, um, he has been a rock for the Penguins in net. I think you can really count the games of sub-900 save percentages for his game from the last two months on one hand. I mean, I think it's only around five times that he's been below 900 for the last um, eight weeks. Don't quote me on that, but it's right around there. He has been really good lately for Pittsburgh, and he 100% deserves to start Game 1 for the Penguins. And obviously, you know, the Art Ross goes to Sidney Crosby as well. Um, The Rocket Rashard is going to go to one of three players this year, but it looks like it is going to be Sidney Crosby. There's 24 goals. Jake Ensel, though, 23 goals this season than Brian Russ, 22. So one of those three will get it, but I do think we are going to see Sidney Crosby get it. As for the Rookie of the Year, I don't really, for the Calder Trophy, I really don't think we have a lot of good candidates for that. I mean, I don't think I can really say Frederick Goudreau because he's been in the league for a few years. I guess I could say Radim Zahorna, because four points in eight games, two of those, being goals, I mean, I think that's basically the way or the best way that I could give the Calder Trophy out for the Penguins. And obviously, you know, the Jack Adams of all the coaches goes to Mike Sullivan, one of the five best coaches in the league. And the fact that they have a really good shot at winning the East Division with all the injuries that they have suffered this season goes to show how great of a coach he is and how um, if they do go on a deep playoff run this year, I think he will um, put himself alone at the top as the best coach in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Yes, I would put him ahead of the great Badger, Bob Johnson. GM of the year, you know, I'll take Ron Hextall over Jim Rutherford, especially um, because of that Jeff Carter trade, 10 points in the 13 games since he was acquired. And oh yeah, did I tell everyone that he was acquired for a conditional third and fourth round pick in next year's draft? So what a trade that was for Ron Hextall. If I'm forgetting any other awards, please let me know. I I, I guess for the Lady Bing, I think I would totally give it to Jason Zucker because he's been awesome this year. And even though his production is down, I mean, this award does go to the player who exhibits best sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. So I think I would give it to Jason Zucker. Like I said, even though his production is not as good as it was last year in the return to play, I still think it would be good enough that he would deserve this award. And I don't think I'm missing any other awards for this Penguins team. I'm sure if we got the Ted Lindsay, it would go to Sidney Crosby as voted on by the players. But overall, that will wrap up this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. Again, thank you all so much for listening during this ridiculous regular season. I know it's been very hard for not just the players and the coaches and the people around the arena and the people that run the team. But, you know, U.S. fans, just because it's been so different watching this team, you know, 25% capacity in the arenas and not being able to go to the games and not being able to go out to bars full capacity and watch the games with your friends. But I do see light at the end of the tunnel, and I really hope by the end, well, by the beginning of the fall when the season starts back up again with the regular season, that we can all go back to bars at full capacity and go back to PBG Paints arena at full capacity so that we can watch the team we all know and love. But that being said, the grind does not stop here. I'll I'll be back with another episode next Monday to recap the Penguins game against the Sabres and see if they have indeed clinched the East Division and see if potentially their playoff opponent is locked up as well. And as for the rest of the week, I have some really exciting stuff down the pipeline. I can't wait to share it with you all. And, you know, let's do this. I'm playoff ready. I hope you all are playoff ready too. And like I said at the beginning, I think there's a really good shot that this team can play very deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. This is the best I felt about the Penguins um, since 27, 2017 and 2016. But that would do it for this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. Hope you all like listening to this one, and I will talk to you all again on Monday.